0: This is a Socialist News and Views special
1: interview.
0: I'm Nick Schilling Ford coming to you from the Urban Cabin Studios in South Minneapolis with this special interview okay so um on socialist news and views we let folks introduce themselves you want to just let folks know who you are
1: hi i'm mary smith and i'm in tacoma washington Um, i'm a member of teamsters 313 and i've been an activist for a number of years
0: And, you know, we wanted to talk today because, you know, recently you had a pretty uh, traumatic situation happen. Uh, That was a number of weeks ago now, I believe. But um, would you be willing to just talk a little bit about what happened to you?
1: Sure. Um, About a month ago, I went outside late at night uh, to move my vehicle. And it was about 1245 and um and I normally wouldn't be out at that hour but I have a horrific parking situation where I live and I'd like to talk about that today too if if that's all right and uh but anyway um I wanted to move my car and pay my parking fees so that I could sleep in the next day sure and um I was talking to a student, tenth um, grader, uh, on the sidewalk. He came up and and showed me his uh, musical instrument, and uh, uh, he's a neighbor of mine. And um, and then I was um, uh, struck by a bullet. Uh, there were uh, four shots, and the first shot. Um, hit me I, I thought in the front of my hip and so I uh you know grabbed that spot and then um the neighbor noticed that I was bleeding on my side and so um, and it was just like really violent it just like threw me back and I took a couple steps back and, and slid down the wall and um and I saw, you know, people hiding, uh, you know, they were scurrying, trying to, uh, you know, find cover because uh, there were a lot of people out on the sidewalk and no one knew where the gunshots were coming from. Right. And, uh, and then there was uh, a gap and then there was another four shots. And so mm. um, uh, and uh, it seemed like forever, but anyway, the uh, fire department and and uh, the police eventually showed up. Uh, I think it took about fifteen minutes. Um, and um, I ended up uh, being taken to the hospital. I have uh, still have a bullet in my hip. Mm-hmm. and um, uh, I didn't didn't take any medication at the hospital. And I was never on any pain pills uh, afterward, but it was probably one of the um, worst pains that I've had since, since I had my children. Um, uh, my hip was on fire. And, um, and so anyway, um, right now I'm off work and uh, we'll be returning to work in about a week. But um
0: yeah, that sounds like a really stressful and traumatic thing to deal with. Like I was saying, um, yeah. you know, when, when it, did, you know, you said that it was kind of hard to see what was going on, uh, who was shooting, you know, when you were talking to that student, were you noticing anything going on or, or around you at all, or were you pretty much just kind of focused in with the uh, conversation until you heard the shots and everything?
1: Um, I noticed that there were some people scurrying along the sidewalk mm. and um, and a few people were running. Uh, about three people stopped uh, when because they could tell that I had been struck. And But um, my understanding after that night is that three people were actually hit.
0: Uh, that's what I was going to ask next is if there was other people that were hit at the same time.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, Three people were hit. And this isn't unusual because um, where I live, my um, windshield has been shot um, on a separate occasion. My tire was shot. And then uh, now I have um, a different vehicle and that's also been um, hit by gunfire and um, it still has the damage on it. And uh, so, um, anyway, there's been an ongoing parking problem. Um, I live in the entertainment district in downtown Tacoma. Mm. So, a lot of people come down here, they rush down on the weekend or in the evening. And uh, the city charges parking for 10 hours during the day. Okay. And so, it costs me a dollar an hour to brush my teeth. Uh, to babysit my grandkids, uh, you know, to be home in my apartment. Right. Um, if I talk to someone, I'm looking at my watch because it's a dollar an hour uh, mm-hmm. to be home. And that's Monday through Friday. Um, Saturday, there's a uh, $2 all day parking. And then Sunday it's free. And so, um, but the thing is that um, there's a, Disproportionately, we have people of color uh, living in my community, and so uh, people are getting parking tickets for um, parking at their home, right? Uh, parking in their neighborhood, and if they uh, if their tickets stack up because they they uh, fines double. Uh, after, I think you have to pay it within a week or two weeks. But if you don't pay it within that period, then the fines double. And then a lot of people end up with uh, $3,000, $4,000 in fines. And then they can't renew their taps unless their fines are paid. That's crazy. Pardon me?
0: I said that's crazy. That sounds stressful enough just by itself.
1: Before having to deal with the violence. It's really stressful. And and it's unnecessary. And so... I think that, uh, you know, and it's institutionalized racism. Um, but, uh, city council says, Hey, we've been doing things this way for a long time. And I, uh, one of the council, uh, women said that, uh, she says it's not going to change in my lifetime. And, but anyway, um, I just want to be treated just like everybody else at Tacoma Mm -hmm. and, Uh, be able to park in front of my home. And uh, one parking attendant said, oh, I do treat you the same as everybody. I said, well, then go into Tacoma and give everybody else a ticket for parking in front of their home. Right. And so this has been an ongoing issue. And then the city has um, a a community service uh, program that they offer. And um, and that community service program, they have a list that they offer you. And in the past, I did a lot of community service. Um, I did, uh, and this is, you know, for what I, I think is unjust fines, you know, for for parking in front of my home. Absolutely. But uh, I uh, I was sent to pregnancy aid. Okay. And pre- pregnancy aid. Um, uh, well, there are two problems. One was getting a letter for the court because uh, at one point they were late and the judge charged me with contempt for not getting the letter uh, to him on time at court. And they had someone that came in once a month and typed the letters. And so the, the timing was off on that. And But secondly, uh, they tried uh, staff at... Pregnancy aid tried to get me to go to um, an abortion rally, and they wanted me to protest an abortion clinic. And you know, this was was, so. What was the the
0: sorry? What was the connection to pregnancy aid? What was the? Why did they have you go there? I guess I didn't understand that.
1: Uh, To help pay my fines, it was uh, to pay my court fines.
0: Oh, they have like sure. a program to help pay those fines or something? or
1: To pay my tickets, yep, yep. It's a community service program oh. that you can uh, use to pay your tickets. And so you can work it off. And then another um, experience I had was working at the Tacoma Rescue Mission. And so um, I uh, cooked for people who were homeless, and uh, a lot of it, it was like deep prep work. I was actually impressed by how much work went into um, feeding homeless people. But at one point they uh, asked me to take off my gloves and uh, they said, everybody come to the back room and we're going to make a big circle. And I said, um, I said, what are we going to do? I said, are we going to pray? And they said, yes. And I said, well, I said, I, would like to be excused from that. And then uh, I was heckled uh, the whole time because I refused to pray uh, with people. And this is this is a city's list. Right. And then I had another episode where I was uh, working uh, for a group called uh, Puget Creek Restoration. And I was the only person that was working um, with, with uh, the, I don't know what you call him, the, the person that uh, ran uh, Puget Creek restoration. <clears throat> and, um, and so uh, he said, you know, would say, uh, you know, get the glass out of the ground, do this, do that. And I said, uh, I said, you know, I, Uh, didn't kill anybody and he said what did you say and I said I didn't kill anybody I said I'm here because I parked in front of my home and so but it was a kind of hard labor and uh, and then he was sleeping on a table while I was working which I thought was really odd agreed yeah and so and part of it uh entailed uh Putting plants in pots, and um, you know, and then uh, taking inventory uh, afterward, and uh, and so anyway. But um, I want to mention that uh, my father was also a victim of a shooting when I was five years old. Uh, he was working a second job and. I was living in Portland, Oregon, and he was living in, uh, or he, I was uh, living in Portland, Oregon, and my dad was working in Gladstone. Mm. And so uh, he was working at a gas station or a filling station, they called him at that time.
0: Sure.
1: And someone came in and robbed him, and they shot him twice in the head and once in the back. And so, um, and that was something that, um, I, it, it, uh, made me think a lot because then, you know, I had, uh, a lot of sympathy to, you know, as to what my dad went through right. at that time. But, um. Did you want to move on to something else? I was just going to
0: say, it sounds like a lot of intense and, uh, like I said, uh, traumatic situations. And then, you know, like I said, the whole parking thing sounds pretty um, ridiculous. Uh, I think, uh, you know, to park in front of your own house and then the uh, uh, dealing with the fees, you know, and having to do, you know, hard labor or expected to uh, work with this uh, pregnancy center and go protest... uh, abortion clinics and stuff like that as part of, uh, you know, like you said, a city uh, provided list um, Mm -hmm. for you is just, it's just unacceptable and uh, ridiculous. And so I'm, you know, glad you brought that up. You know, you said you're out of work right now. Are you, are you recovering? Are you getting, are you able to get the care that you need? Are you getting support and things like that right now?
1: I saved a little bit of money. And um, and so I will be returning to work in about a week. Okay. And um, actually, I'm walking pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, every once in a while, I have, I have some aches and pains, and I have a little bit of sciatica. But actually, um, I think I'm going to have a, a full recovery. I'm hoping.
0: That's good. Yeah. I. Um, well, I'll just say two things, and then we'll move on. Yeah. I uh, I did a mo- a little. Sh- well. Not that short, but a short film. I guess it was like 30 minutes, uh, Minneapolis at Night, um, where I drove, went around to different parts of the city, different neighborhoods over one night. And I remember there's this part at the end. It's mostly just like, you know, background scenes of people doing their normal everyday stuff. But I noticed in this one area, it was like, must have been like four in the morning or something, and somebody was coming out to move their car from one side of the street to the other Uh side of the street. So it's, you know, it's that same thing that you're talking about. And I mm-hmm. think they were kind of in a just outside of the downtown area in a similar uh, kind of area okay. where they have to be, you know, up at weird times to move their car, you know, to yeah. other sides of the street. It's it's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. uh, and then the other thing I um, uh, I was going to just say is my, uh, you know, my mom's my mom's getting hip surgery next month. So I'm uh, mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm thinking a lot. I'm thinking a lot about uh, hips and, and things like that. And uh, so I'm just okay. thinking about. You know, I uh, your pain it sounds like your pain has improved at least and uh it's just the occasional uh, uh occasional things that are coming up for you. Um Yeah. Well, I'm gl- I'm glad that it's I'm glad that it's healing. I'm glad you're expected to make a full recovery. I think. Mhm. And you know, another thing I saw a post that you made shortly after the the incident and and you talked about what we've just talked about now and you also talked about um kind of capitalism and alienation Mm -hmm. and about how it, you know, creates this ugly, you know, straining relationships, creates this ugly competition. Do Do you want to just talk a little bit about, uh, about that capitalism, alienation, its effects on kids and stuff?
1: Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of parents are one thing present, but absent. And I think that, uh, a lot of our relationships are, are uh, really hurting right now. I believe that uh, the economic system and uh, our uh, social relationships are intertwined, that um, our social relationships are a reflection of our economic system. And I think that... Um, because you know we live in a society that's, uh, uh, you know, very superficial. Uh, it's based on consumption, uh, and I think you know people are are very focused on material things. I think over relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that a lot of uh, children and and adults. I think there's a lot of alienation to the people. Uh, you know, don't get the interaction that they need uh, to develop conscience. Um, when I was in college, there was someone that I followed um, and his name was T. Berry Brazelton. And um, I remember him in tears. Um, and he was talking about uh, future generation or generations of Children that uh, didn't develop conscience, or adults that didn't develop conscience, because they didn't have someone to bond with. Um, that they, uh, you know, were lacking, you know, meaningful relationships, and you know, just uh, you know, being uh, moved around. And I think that um, a lot of people feel. Hopeless right now. I think they feel powerless uh, because of this economic system that is in decline. And I think the guns equal power. And uh, I think that whether you're a police officer or you're a kid, and in Tacoma, we've had uh, numerous shootings. In fact, the majority of our shootings uh, over the last year have involved juveniles uh you know 14, 15, 16 years old. And uh, and and actually and that is a trend that is continuing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh but I think that uh you know uh bullying uh fighting and using guns uh, for young people I think that it just reflects uh, that, you know, these are people that feel powerless. And um, when I was growing up, and it, it's really interesting because I grew up in Portland. I'm not saying that, that uh, you know, it was... Um, I think it was a little bit better than it is now. And I think because... Uh, Sometimes the system will make concessions
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, there were, there was a lot of money invested in uh, school programs, um, things to do after school, uh, local parks. We had nine kids in my family and uh, my mother had nine children in 12 years. And uh, we spent a lot of time at the local parks um, And, you know, that offered so many things. I mean, they Mm -hmm. uh, had, uh, I was on a a baseball team, co-ed baseball team. Uh, They had hula hoop contests where you could uh, challenge people all around the city. Uh, They had treasure hunts. All you had to do was go and sign up and pop on a boat and you could uh, go down the Willamette River and to an island (laughs) And then, uh, you know, they would give everybody riddles, which I always hated riddles. (laughs) And, uh, uh, but anyway, it was a lot of fun. There was just, there were lots of opportunities. There were singing lessons. And I mean, I learned to play chess checkers, uh, croquet. And plus the entire community was involved. It was just a lot of fun uh, growing up. And I think happy kids grow up to be happy adults, but uh, now, it seems that uh, capitalism uh, is less able to make concessions. And so, uh, you know, if kids want to get in sports, usually it, it uh, entails uh, a price. Mm-hmm. Not only for equipment, but, but uh, you know, there, there's all sorts of fees that they have to pay. And there's nowhere for kids to go after school. And, um, and I started working as a teenager. Well, actually before that, I think I started out with a paper route at like 10, 11 years old and I delivered, you know, newspapers after school and, um, uh, and many of my siblings did along with me, mostly the girls because we were the older ones sure. and, um, and then our high school offered uh they had a, like a job counseling office and so during the summer i was able to get cool jobs like um uh, manicuring the rose garden hmm. at uh mount Tabor park which is where our reservoirs were located yeah in the city and but there's there just There were so many cool jobs, you know, and and plus I worked at Latchkey YMCA daycare. And, um, but I always, I was always busy. There were opportunities. And I think that uh, kids don't have opportunities right now. And I think that um, if you, uh, I think invest in people And I think if you care about their health and safety uh, in a very sincere way, I think that they will value themselves also. And I think that, uh, you know, people don't value themselves right now. And um, it seems that, you know, more money is being spent on jails and prisons Rather than on community programs yep. and and uh, you know resources that that people need and capitalism is always going to need lots of resources um, you know lots of subsidies um, otherwise it it doesn't work and uh, I think that we we need a society where. Um, you know we don't have to fight over um, our piece of the pie right Uh, that you know we want we want bigger pies and we you know want you don't want to put the heart before the horse you want to invest in people uh, rather than in in jails and prisons
0: agreed yeah you know it's like you said, without, you know, these lacking of programs and resources and things. And then just above that, there's just so much isolation under, um, you know, the system we're in now, like you said, because of this, uh, kind of superficial commodification relationship of the economics of the system and the society as a whole. And, you know, especially young men, you know, especially young men, um, you know, I think there's been a number of studies now where there was like young men and even adult men that didn't even have like one friend or one person that they could yes. uh, confide mm-hmm. in with, uh, mm-hmm. concerns or, or, or issues. And so that, you know, is mm-hmm. not going to lead to a uh, healthy functioning, uh, individual or society. So.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I came from, uh, an era because I'm a little bit older, uh, where, you know, uh, there were a lot of parents that were at home. Uh, I think now, uh, you know, there's a lot of single parent families, and uh, and people are being forced into working two, three jobs, and sometimes both parents. And uh, and I think that a lot of times uh, parents will compensate for their uh, time lost by. You know buying nikes or buying you know what i mean sure. material things right that um you know that, that don't foster uh good relationship.
0: yeah and right good now you know without people at home and a lot of you know single single parents is that we need those programs and and uh you know different programs and resources and supports more than ever yeah. Uh, you know, at yes. the societal level. Absolutely. And so that's definitely something that's worth, uh, you know, fighting for and, um, you know, youth programs and youth entertainments and all that stuff is definitely something that we have to, um, you know, focus on if we want to uh, tackle the issue of crime in any uh, meaningful way.
1: Mm-hmm. What? And I, I yeah. think also, uh, you know, our media, mm. I think that, um, people can believe things about themselves that aren't true and because they believe them, they become true. And so I think sometimes, uh, you know, our, uh, I think various genre, uh, is utilized to, uh, depict or, or to sell, an idea of what you should be. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are impressionable. A lot of money is being made off that. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, people are just, especially kids, are just learning who they are. And, uh, you know, I drive school bus. Um, and I think that, Um, I think it's very difficult for a lot of young people uh, to um, I think come home you know to an empty house or you know again like I said you know uh, a lot of people don't have skills. I think we don't have uh, community. Uh, Not that we did even in the past because I think that you know a lot of these problems have been ongoing Mm -hmm. but I think uh, due to this uh, economic period that we're in where uh, you know a small sliver of society is making exponential wealth
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, at the expense of the rest of us or on the expense of the rest of us because it's it's, uh, we create all wealth and society. And uh and so, you know, I I think with the emphasis that they have, you know, on safety and uh, you know health care, uh I think we have to ask the question, you know, if they really care about our health and safety, then you know, why would they allow people to be on the streets? Right. Um, as they are, why don't we, why don't we have health care, right. and so, um, and in Tacoma I think that um, unfortunately I think a lot of uh, the attacks or um, people that uh, feel the brunt of, um, they're, they're blamed for crime in Tacoma is the homeless. And, um, and every time we have communities uh, that are set up on the street, the communities without running water, without electricity, without sanitation, I think that, um, that they've become scapegoats Mm -hmm. and so it's like we're pointing all these different directions, but I think because it becomes an embarrassment to the capitalist elite that, you know, they'll uh, break up those communities. And, uh, and so we just have, or they'll uh, create, uh, you know, no parking zones for uh, people that have uh, their, you know, if they're le- living in their vehicle, right. uh, they'll create all these zones uh, that they never had before. Uh, to you know, marginalize uh, people that are homeless, and so um, and so, I think a lot of um, again the finger pointing, I think, is is to uh, the unhoused. Yep. But I think that um, uh, you know all of us, I think, um, will will be affected one way or another. Uh, by the neglect that is taking place in our communities.
0: Um, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I was going to say I, w- I made a post recently that you know a lot of these um, liberal city leaders, city officials. I'm sure other. I'm sure conservatives as well. But you know, I hear these liberals and the way they talk about. <laughs> unhoused folks that don't have a place to go it sounds a lot like the way that trump uh was talking about immigrants at one point you know that they're they're drug addicts and there's human trafficking they're human trafficking and they're doing all this terrible stuff sp- stuff but i guess some of them are probably good people or something like that that's kind of how they uh i literally saw I, I can't remember if it was in boston or near boston or somewhere they were basically the way that she was talking i think it sounded just like uh it sounded just like that, where it was like, you know, just as if, as if, you know, most of these people, because they're unhoused that they're like, you know, planning mm-hmm. to planning or, or, uh, trying to commit crimes or something. And it's just, you know, yeah. just ridiculous. And yeah. I really, you know, I really appreciate what you said. I was actually going to thinking about asking you about that as well. And so I'm glad you, uh, brought mm-hmm. that up. Cause I think it's uh, super, super relevant to the, um, divide and conquer that's going on within the, uh. Like you said, embarrassed capitalist class that has a very uh, fragile system that's uh, that's failing right now.
1: Yeah, and and they own the media, and so uh, a couple local uh, documentaries, uh, I think, were done on city of Seattle. Okay, on homeless communities and uh, and everything that you just uh, said. You know the. you know, uh, I think to belittle or to you know make this is the issue. You know, homelessness right. and this is this is where crime's coming from. And uh, but it's uh, a huge problem, and it's it's bigger than our country, and it's it's global. Mm-hmm. And there's a global housing crisis too right now. Um, and, uh, I'm not sure. Well, I do know what the answer is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do we get, uh, to, how do we get there?
1: That's
0: always the part of the answer that's the hardest. So.
1: Yeah, that, that is a hard part, but, but I think capitalism will create the conditions for its own demise. But I don't think that anything will happen unless people organize, right. um, unless you know, um, we see things for what they are. And, and that's hard because of the corporate media. Mm-hmm. But I think that there are a lot of people that are uh, disenfranchised from the political system. And I think that um, they're uh, trying to find a way uh, from the two-party system. And there's a lot of, Distrust of of the system, and I think, which you know, fed I think Trump uh, the Trump's popularity, but um, but I think also uh, a lot of people don't trust the Democratic well, Democratic and Republican parties. I think that people are fed up with two party politics.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Well, I. I really appreciate you talking to me. I really appreciate you sharing your story. Is there anything else you want to say before you go? Uh, I can't think
1: of anything I think right we, now.
0: I think we covered it, most of it. I think we really did a yeah. good job of, uh, of covering all that, and I really, appreciate, I really appreciate you speaking with me.
1: I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me, Nick.
0: And that's our special interview. Thanks
1: for listening. Solidarity. This has been a Socialist News and Views special interview.